And this morning, our lesson tonight is on the book of Ruth. And I found in recent days that the book of Ruth is a very wonderful story. And I hope that you've read it recently. Uh, but anyway, we'll get right into it. So if you'll turn to the book of Ruth, we're going to notice tonight the loves of Ruth. I'm not talking about just Ruth and who she loved. We think of maybe Naomi and Boaz, but we're going to talk about other loves as well. But there are several that are found in the book of Ruth alone. And so we're going to look at how those apply. These are not the love that we would find in books and movies. When we think of our entertainment and we think of the things that we see regularly, the type of love that is shown to us and is most popular is a passionate type love. But it's often a temporary love. It does not always last. And so when we seek to find the definition of love, I do believe we can find it in the book of Ruth. But not in the way that our world presents love to us today. You see, the love that is taught in the book of Ruth is one of loyalty and devotion. Love is found in the life of Ruth as well as in the lives of those around us. In particular, I want us to notice tonight Ruth's love for Naomi. I want us to look at Boaz and his love for Ruth. And finally, I want to look at the three main characters of this story and how they all showed love for God and how important that love was. These loves are also reciprocated. These loves also look forward to the love of God for His people in giving His Son as a sacrifice for them. But our lesson's goal is to learn the true meaning of love as it is found in the Bible, especially as it is found in the book of Ruth. We also want to learn how to show this love for God as well as those in our lives. We first look at the love of Ruth for Naomi. Turn to Ruth chapter 1. And in Ruth chapter 1, we find how much Ruth cared about her mother-in-law. And we know that Ruth was married to Naomi's son. And in the process of time, Naomi lost her husband. And not only did she lose her husband, but she also lost the lives of both of her sons. We're not told how or when, but we're told that both of them died. And both of those sons left behind wives. Now, Ruth's relationship with her mother-in-law is not the kind of relationship that we would find with in-laws today most of the time. I don't know how you feel about your in-laws. I was blessed to have good in-laws, and I think Marissa feels the same. But there are a lot of people that don't have that love for their in-laws. We find it in jokes and stories that are told of in-laws and how evil they are and things of that nature. But that's not what we find in the book of Ruth. In Ruth chapter 1, beginning with verse 6, 
says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was. And her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return, each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them. And they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. And Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go. For I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters. For it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. But Ruth clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your, your sister-in-law. But Ruth said these now very famous words. Words that have been said in wedding vows and, and other things of commitment such as that. Entreat me not to leave you. Or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. Whenever she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Ruth loved Naomi. Now she could have gone back to the life that she had once lived and remained with the people that she had grown up with, the people that she knew very well. The road ahead of her would lead to unfamiliar territory and living with an unfamiliar people, a people that she did not know. She would go with Naomi, no matter what, though. She was ready to commit herself to her. That's how much she loved Naomi. Her love was much too strong to leave her. And so she returned with Naomi and committed herself to her care. But this is not the only love that we find in Ruth. See, we also see the love for Boaz, for Ruth. 
Ruth began working in the field of Boaz to provide food for herself and Naomi. I found it interesting that under Old Testament law, provision was made for those in need, which was why she was working in the field. Turn to Leviticus 19. Let's look at verses 9 and 10. Leviticus 19, beginning with verse 9. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. And you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. Now let's also read Deuteronomy chapter 24. Deuteronomy chapter 24 and beginning with verse 19 and reading through verse 22 gives a little bit more detail to this law. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it afterward. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore I command you to do this thing. The people were reminded to remember where they came from. To remember how they had been in bondage and, and the want that they had. Not necessarily from physical want. Their, their needs were provided and, and we know that, that God took care of His people. But even after being coming, coming out of bondage, we see that they wanted to go back for some reason. But they were to remember this. They were to remember themselves being strangers in a foreign land. And here provision is made for them to leave behind something for the stranger, for the fatherless and the widow. And Naomi and Ruth qualified very well. And here we find Ruth going into the field of Boaz and working, gathering to provide for herself and for Naomi. Now, as she is gathering for herself and Naomi, Boaz sees her. He takes interest in this foreign woman, this stranger, working in his field. And he accepted her with very little, if any, hesitation at all. Look at Ruth chapter 2 and beginning with verse 5. Ruth 2 and verse 5 and it says this, Then Boaz said to his servant who is in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who is in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please, 
Let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Verse 8, Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen. My daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, verse 11, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and the full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under His wing. You have come for refuge. Boaz saw that she was well cared for. Even gave her maybe more than she had expected. But he took care of her. As we continue reading in Ruth chapter 2 and verses 14 through 16. Ruth 2 verse 14. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, Come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her. And she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. We even read that Boaz was willing to take her as his wife if no closer kinsman was able or willing. Turn to Ruth 3 and verse 6. Ruth 3 verses 6 through 13. So she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. After Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself. And there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. Then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter. For you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning. And that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request, for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous 
woman. Now it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good. Let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. This is part of the custom of that day. And Ruth humbling herself before him. And if, if I understand it correctly, if he were to cover her with his cloak, then he would take her on as his wife. And he says here that there's a closer relative and one they need to, to look into. But if he was unwilling to take her as his wife, then he would do so. Ruth chapter 4, verse 6, verses 6 through 10. It says, And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm anything, one man took off his sandal and gave it to the other. And this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, Buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal and Boaz said to the elders and all the people, You are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and all that was Milan's from the, land, the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Milan, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. Boaz cared enough for Ruth that he took her as his wife. So we see great love in Boaz and how he cared for Ruth, how he took care of her. Again, this is not the type of love that we see in movies or TV shows and things of that nature today. It was a love of dedication. It was a love of commitment. And he committed himself to her to care for her for the rest of their lives together. But in all these instances we see, yes, that Ruth had a love for Naomi. We see that Boaz had love for Ruth and these loves were, were both reciprocated as well. But ultimately we also see a great love for God in these individuals. Let's start with Ruth and how she loved God. Ruth showed her love for God in not returning to the gods of her people, the Moabites. She dedicated herself to serving the God of Israel. Go back to Ruth 1 and verse 16. Where she says, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. 
and your God, my God. This dedication is also later referenced by Boaz in Ruth 2 in verse 12. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wing you have come for refuge. Ruth turned to God. She loved God, did she not? In committing herself, her life to His service, just as she committed herself to Naomi and to her people. Ruth showed a great love for God nonetheless. I want us also to notice, notice the love of Boaz for God. Boaz shows his love for God on several occasions throughout the book of Ruth and his way of life. We see his love for God and how he speaks to his workers. In Ruth chapter 2 and verse 4, Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Notice how he speaks to Ruth in Ruth chapter 3 and verse 10. And he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, and that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, He saw Ruth's love for God and he also shared that same love for God as well. We can tell in in just his speech. But notice also how the elders speak of their marriage. Ruth chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Ruth 4, verse 11. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. So the people... They gave Boaz a great blessing. They asked for a blessing from God upon him and upon Ruth as his wife and upon their home. I believe these things would only be spoken to a man of God as I believe Boaz to be. And we also see a love in Naomi for God. Her love for God is shown in her adherence to His law. Despite her affliction, she lost her husband. She lost two of her sons. And what did she have left? She'd been greatly afflicted. But yet, she still was dedicated to God's law. 
She also repaid in blessing. She was repaid in blessing from him as well. Ruth chapter 4 verses 14 and 15. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative. And may his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has borne him. She was blessed with a grandchild. One that she cared for. Ruth chapter 4 verses 13 through 17 says this. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative. May his name be famous in Israel. And may he be to you a restorer of life and a nurturer of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons has borne him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name, saying, "This There is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Because she continued in her love for God, she was blessed. So was Boaz, so was Ruth. Blessed maybe even beyond what they understood. I want to conclude with a reading from Matthew chapter 1. If Ruth had not loved Naomi as she did, had Ruth not continued with Naomi as she did, if Ruth had not stayed with her and gone with her to return to her people, she wouldn't have met Boaz. She would not have known the blessing that she knew. But in Matthew chapter 1, we begin reading at verse 1. We read this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Amenadab, Amenadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Verse 5. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. We continue reading on and we find the rest of the genealogy of Jesus. But as we look at this genealogy, who is mentioned here? But Boaz and Ruth and the child that they bore, Obed. Ruth was blessed. She was a Moabite woman. But even so, she was blessed 
be a part of the genealogy that would lead to the birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus was born through this lineage of Boaz and Ruth. But what if she had never gone with Naomi? What if she hadn't done those things that she did? What if she hadn't dedicated herself to her? You see, we find that this Moabite woman, this Moabitess, was part of God's perfect plan of redemption for His people. Because we know that Jesus was born. He lived. Teaching as He lived. Preparing us for what would come. Preparing us for His death on the cross. His crucifixion. And the shedding of His blood leads to our redemption. Through our obedience to His plan of salvation. When we are obedient by faith and repentance and confession and baptism, we come in contact with the blood of Christ that saves us from our sins. Sometimes we, we do fall short of God's glory. And we certainly have always have an opportunity to repent or return to Him if we need to. But I find it interesting that Ruth was a part of this plan of redemption for us as God's people even today. And in that sense, when we look at the book of Ruth, isn't it interesting to think of how applicable it is to our lives today? There are many people that say that the Old Testament is dead, that it is gone. But I think we find otherwise as Christians. You see, the Old Testament leads to our understanding of the New Testament, leads to our salvation if we are obedient, and if we remain faithful. Ruth is a very interesting story, and it seems to grow more interesting as I read it over and over. Beautiful story of love. Love that we can learn from, the love that we need to have today, not, not the love that Hollywood presents to us, the love that God presents to us through His Word. That is the love that we are to have for our spouses. It's the love that we are to have for the people that we come in contact with on a daily basis. It's the love that we are to have for God as well. Do you need to come in obedience or repentance? I don't know where you stand tonight. I don't know your relationship with, with God, with Christ. But if you're in need of coming in obedience or repentance, we give you the opportunity. Pray that you would not spurn it. Do not turn away until it's too late. The comments together we stand and as we sing.